0: My name's Leah Fiore-Tracy and this is Take Me to Eternity. I've watched the world change and grow darker so quickly over the last 10 years, it seems like the darkness has spread at an alarming rate, like it's gaining speed. We know that there's persecution for our brothers and sisters in many places around the world, but we have seemed to be in a bubble in the United States. For the most part, it has been acceptable, if not admired, to be Christian. For a lot of America's history. Christians were looked at as people to be respected and trusted. That has been changing quite drastically. There's now a push for what is good and right and true to be called mean and oppressive. We're called bigots and radical if we simply speak of scripture or hold any kind of biblical worldview. Many people argue that real persecution could not come to the United States, But we're watching the world around us get harsher and harsher towards Christians and Christianity. America is no longer one country under God, but one divided and aimed against him. God has been kicked out of the government, the town square and schools, and they're coming for Christianity as a whole. They're trying to kick it out of the church. And you know what? Christians aren't standing up and defending the Bible and God like they ought to be. And more and more, people aren't willing to stand up and speak against the things coming against the church. They they say that you're mean if you say anything against the culture or society. This is Christians that are saying that. What started as a trickle that no one believed could happen here is gaining speed and progressing pretty quickly. We have pastors like Paul Washer who warn against this, and yet the vast majority of people deny that it's even coming to the U.S., They think that we're protected, but unfortunately, we're seeing our established protection that was built into our law crumbling. Our law is only as good as those who are willing to enforce it. It's only as good as the the Christians who are willing to stand up for it. If you've been watching, we've seen people jailed simply for preaching in places like Canada, where your very words are being monitored and scrutinized. There are hate speech laws where the government can deem what they want hate speech, and arrest you for the words that come out of your mouth. Something as simple as marriages between a man and a woman, or men are not to lie with men, can get you arrested, and it is. It's getting people arrested. If you don't use the proper gender pronouns, you can and are in many cases jailed. This is in Canada, which they're trying to fight to get it here. Parents are being jailed. For calling their children by what they say is the wrong gender pronoun or the wrong name or not giving them the affirming what they call health care that's actually mutilation uh, when they decide that they need to change their gender, that they're not happy with themselves. They have passed laws that equate to hate speech if you so much as say what the Bible says. We see people pushing for the same laws to be passed in the U.S. and it seems that more and more people are giving in to the push. There's a bill that was passed in the UK, and it's the first bill that Parliament has introduced into the UK law. That is a thought crime law. If you don't know what that is, according to Wikipedia, thought crime is a word coined by George Orwell in his 1949 dystopian novel, 1984. It describes a person's politically unorthodox thoughts, such as beliefs and doubts that contradict the tenets of English socialism. This is ridiculous. We are watching 1984 unspread around us in the in the thoughts and ideologies of the culture. So a thought crime describing a person's politically unorthodox thoughts and laws that are thought crimes are the government's attempt to control your very thoughts. The fact that this was a word coined by George Orwell's 1984 should say something in and of itself. If you've not read the book, I would highly suggest you reading it because you will be amazed to see what's happening in that book happening in the world around us. Recently, a video went around of a UK woman who was arrested for silently praying across from an abortion clinic. Yes, you heard that correctly. She was silently praying like in her head. This happened in December of 2022. According to Alliance Defending Freedom UK, Von Spruce was standing near the BPAS Robert Clinic in King's Norton, Birmingham, in an area ADF UK called a censorship zone, when police approached her after an onlooker complained she might be praying outside the abortion clinic. According to ADF UK, Birmingham authorities have established buffer zones near abortion clinics, making it illegal for people to engage in behavior disapproving or approving of abortion. This includes graphic, verbal, or written means, prayer, or counseling. The clip shows the woman silently standing on a curb across from an abortion clinic as British law enforcement officers approach her. One asks why she's standing there, and she responds that she's there because of the abortion clinic. She denies that she's part of any protest. The officer then asks, are you praying? To which she responds, I might be praying in my head. The officer then asks her if she'd be willing to go to the station for questioning about her actions, the the praying in her head quietly to herself. If I've got a choice, then no, she responds. After which the officer states you're under arrest and claims she's charged with suspicion of failing to comply with public spaces protection order. Her charges were dropped, which is awesome, and the court ruled that silent prayers were not a crime. This is great, right? But this shows the push that was already happening, and what happens next is worse, in my opinion. Mere weeks later, she was praying silently in her head outside of another baby mill, and yet again she was arrested with one of the officers admitting that her prayer was the offense she was being arrested for. In a press release from ADF UK, the arrest was announced with Von Spruce admitting that she was praying silently inside her head within a buffer zone. Six police officers responded to her presence, and in a video of her arrest, one officer admitted outright that Von Spruce's silent prayer was the offense. I mean, we've recently seen um, somebody getting kicked out of a mall because he had a shirt on that was professing Jesus to be the only way to heaven. You know, more and more we're seeing people uh, not be allowed to go in places because of some kind of apparel that says Jesus on it. Or now, I mean, the UK, she was silently praying in her head. After she pointed out she wasn't protesting or engaging in any of the band activities, Within the buffer zone, the officer responded, but you've said you've engaged in prayer, which is the offense. Silent prayer, von Spruce responded, to which the officer replied, no, but you were still engaging in prayer. It's an offense. This is horrifying. The idea that your very thoughts are able to have you jailed, that quiet prayer is being deemed dangerous, it's insane. What does our world come to when you can't silently pray in your head without fear of punishment? I don't care where you are. Persecution is coming, and my fear is for the church. Are people ready? I mean, are Christians actually ready for persecution to come? Are they going to stand up for what is right and true and good, or are they going to crumble under the pressure? What's around the corner? We don't know. With how fast things have changed in the past 20 years, I'd be surprised if this kind of thing isn't normative in the United States in my lifetime. How much do we love the Lord? And how far are we willing to go to stand up for our rights to follow him? The House of Commons voted 116 to 299 to criminalize all forms of influence near abortion facilities across England and Wales. On March 7, 2023, members of Parliament approved the introduction of censorship zones, also known as buffer zones, outside the abortion facilities across England and Wales. A clause of the Public Order Bill could criminalize any form of influence outside of abortion facilities, and that includes silent prayer. An amendment was proposed to permit silent prayer and consensual conversations, but it wasn't passed. I mean, the fact that they can say um, you are silently praying and now you're going to go to jail. I don't care where you are. That is disturbing. That is um, horrendous. And it just shows where society is going. This is only one bill among many that are attempting to make any form of Christian worship illegal. We have watched as our rights have been stripped away in the United States already, where public schools restrict prayer scripture reading, and any kind of evangelism at school, churches are made to hire those whose lifestyles differ from the values that they adhere to, where businesses are told they have to perform services that go against their core values or offer options of abortion methods to their employees when their whole worldview says that every life is given by God and that we don't have the right to end it. I mean, doctors are being told that they have to um, they have to do abortions even if they don't agree with it. This, we're supposed to be standing up for the innocent. We're supposed to be standing up for our rights as Christians, and yet so many Christians tell you to be quiet because you're being mean. You're, you're, you're not being nice when you speak out against these things. Our laws are being formed in such a way that leave us no right to adhere to our religious beliefs in many cases, deeming them unfair to LGBTQIA individuals. At what point will this stop? I mean, when it comes to uh, um, a minister who doesn't want to marry a gay couple, do they really have to push it so far that when the minister says, no, I don't want to perform that wedding, they can't just go somewhere else and have somebody that doesn't mind performing it actually perform the ceremony? Or what about the bakery? The bakery who didn't want to make a a gay wedding cake. I mean, why don't they have the right to say, no, I don't want to make that. Okay, there's other bakeries. How about you go there? Where is our rights? Where's our freedom? Jesus says to count the cost when we come to him. We must love him more than what the world thinks and says, more than any relationship we have on earth. There is a cost for following God. The earthly cost seems so high, but the eternal gain is so much more. Unfortunately, so many people, they look around and they just see the earthly cost, the loss of friends, the loss of loved ones, you know, people who come against them because they stand up for God's values, for, the, for morals, for truth. But that's what we're supposed to be doing as Christians. We're supposed to be um, standing up against the things that come up against the knowledge of God, right? That is our spiritual warfare. Luke fourteen twenty six through 34 If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which one of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost? to see if he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who observe it begin to ridicule him, saying this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, when he sets out to meet another king in battle, will not first sit down and consider whether he's strong enough with 10,000 men to encounter the one coming against him with 20,000? Or else, while the other is still far away, He sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So then, none of you can be my disciples, who does not give up all his own possessions. Therefore, salt is good. But if even salt has become tasteless, with what will it be seasoned? It's useless either for the soil or for the manure pile. It's thrown out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. We need to be salty salt. We can't just be bland we can't be unsalty or else we can't help to preserve the world and we can't help to influence it or season it. We're warned that all who follow Christ will be persecuted. So many brush off the signs of real persecution coming, but we're not to be ignorant of the truth. It doesn't mean we need to fear what is going on. We just need to be ready for it. I mean, we we can't just sit back and act like this isn't going to come when God told us, Jesus told us this was coming. Second Timothy 3:12 through 17 says, Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. But evil men and impostors will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. You, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them. And that from childhood you have known the sacred writings, which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. We are told it will come. Get ready. Build your faith strong in Christ Jesus. Root yourself deep in the word. Be built by prayer and pure devotion of Christ, knowing the cost. Be willing to give up things, to, to walk away from relationships. I mean, it's a very unfortunate thing, but this is what happens. We know that when people walk away from truth, division comes, and it divides mother and father and sister and brother. It divides the people you love from you, and though we ought to love them as best we can, Uh, Sometimes it's not possible because we love the Lord and we're standing up for him. Don't be afraid to keep speaking truth, even in the midst of people not liking what you have to say. Be built by prayer, like I said, and pure devotion to Christ, knowing the cost. Know what he has said and what your eternal kingdom looks like, because eternity is far better than what is on earth. And the, the gain that we will get when we are there, seated with Christ, able to live and walk with him and, and spend eternity with him, far outweighs anything that happens to us on earth. Any kind of persecution, any kind of um, loss, we will have so much more gain in heaven with him. Matthew 10, 16 through 22 says, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves, but beware of men, for they will hand you over to the courts and scourge you in their synagogues, and you will even be brought before governors and kings for my sake, as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they hand you over, do not worry about how or what you are going to say, for it will be given to you in that hour what you are to say, for it's not you who speak, but it's the Holy Spirit of your father who speaks in you brother will betray brother to death and a father his child and children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death you will be hated by all because of my name but it is the one who is endured to the end who will be saved this tells us so much doesn't it it tells us that we are going to be persecuted that that persecutions happening and it's coming and that All people who live for Christ Jesus are going to be persecuted in some way, shape, or form. We're supposed to be a testimony to the people around us. And being a testimony for God means we stand up for his truth. But the one who endures to the end, they will be saved. Stay strong, brothers and sisters, and don't back down. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. The strength to endure trials and tribulations For the birth pangs are getting nearer. Be blessed, my friends.